0: This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast, with the goddess of food writing critique, Ever Essence, aka Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine. Hi, Tariq. And me. Tariq, aka The Architect. It is the first episode of This Bites in a new decade, a new year, 2020. And to uh, kick off the year, we're going to talk about um, comfort foods to warm you this winter. Uh, you picked up some really interesting uh, dishes that you can get in Milwaukee to keep you warm uh, in the coming months. And we're going to all talk about everything about Arepas, which is featured in the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine. And a really cool event this happening tomorrow. Uh, that uh, Sap Sap, the, uh, the ocean place that does Uptown Funk, which just had their monthly pho, they're teaming up with Madison's Tori Miller for an event called Soul Food, kind of a play on words. They were also talking about an interesting new project that might be coming to Milwaukee called a Food Tech Incubator. And finally, a really interesting project coming to potentially coming to Sherman Park. We'll get into that later. But let's kick it off with uh, Comfort Food. You mm-hmm. decided to uh, select... Uh, Five Milwaukee comfort foods for winter. Mm-hmm. Talk about the strategy and uh, then explain what dishes you selected.
1: The five dishes are part of a bigger story. It's actually a cover story for a January issue, which is the winter playbook. Ah. And the story in its uh, total form is pretty much about, you know, not just like oh putting up with or getting through winter, but how to actually enjoy it. That's, if a, that's you a tough can. one. Yeah. Especially no. if you're
0: if you're from a warm climate or relatively mild winter place like myself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 tough.
1: Or you're if you're just tired of it. These five dishes that I came up with, I was really thinking about, you know, sort of a mix of savory and sweet, higher end, lower end, kind of fun, uh, some maybe a little bit more fancy. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, the first one I talk about is um you know for me, pancakes are a super comfort food okay you know when when I was a kid if if we had pancakes for dinner one night and mm. we didn't do that often, that was exciting yeah my fa- my fun. mom used to do that for dinner yeah. pancakes, pancakes for and b- dinner and bacon, yeah, yeah, that'd be like such a great treat. I love pancakes, and I look around for really good good pancakes. cafe at the plaza has their their basic pancakes are really good, but they also do. Uh, lemon poppy seed pancakes with blueberry syrup they're really really good Mm. and i'm a big fan of lemon poppy seed in general like i like that lemon poppy seed bread muffins uh, i love them yeah i do i really really like that there's a pound cake that i make Mm. no you've never had it i'm sorry i've had any of your food have i no Um, (laughs) but anyway so cafe at the plaza which would be you know again if it's a saturday morning or you know um it could be you've got weekday that you have time to grab some breakfast before work or something um go there and warm up in the morning with some lemon poppy seed pancakes okay out at pastiche Mm -hmm. uh in um brown deer uh they have a location in the old river lane inn which is Mm -hmm. on brown deer road it's not listed on their menu right now but the cassoulet is kind of um, he, it's he, a hearty uh, dish. It's a hearty dish, and it's something that the owner, Mike Engel, always has. There's a certain amount of it that is available every night, so mm. it's sort of that kind of off-menu mm. item, you know. But it's 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 one of those things that takes a, you know takes a lot of time to make because you have to do a confit ahead of time, you know. Mm. But it's so rich and so delicious, and I remember when he had his location in Bayview. Uh, That was just the cassoulet was my favorite thing on the menu. Cool, but um, and if you don't know what it is, it's it's a it's a French stew, I guess, of sorts, um, with sausages and beans, and it always has duck, right? Duck confit. Um, It can have it can have other things in it too. I've you know other types of meat or Mm. game, um, different kinds of sausages, and it's rich, 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 and Mm. it will warm you up. Uh, Should I mention a couple more? Okay. One more, uh, just because we haven't really talked about uh, this place, but it's just sort of a fun idea. I think it's a really fun idea. Um, you know, Hangout Milwaukee is sort of this all ages kind of, yeah. Um, you know, board games and stuff. Yeah, right? real fun, really fun mm. board games for your kids. There, they do have cocktails, but they don't. They don't push that. They also have s'mores. Mm. So yeah, you go in and you pick out your ingredients. Um, you know, whether it's graham crackers or cookies or um, they have a whole buffet full of these sweet treats and then you give it to them and they're, they toast it for you. Obviously they have marshmallows and, and things like that. But I, I love the idea of sitting in a really warm, you know, spot in the middle of winter and having kind of the memory of like a campfire s'more,
0: mm-hmm. something
1: that you don't, you, you usually associate mm-hmm. with summer, you know, um, to me that just seems really fun and, um, mm-hmm what a cool like what a great date idea yes, what a, you know what i mean that that would be a really fun thing to do go play um i don't know jenga or cribbage <laughs> or something like that and have some s'mores
0: cool i saw one on there you had chard which yeah uh, the, the they sunday that's dinner, mm-hmm. that sunday dinner. that is definitely my favorite the galbi tongue one yeah. of my all-time favorite soups mm-hmm. it's a short rib beef short rib soup and i love their sunday dinner really kind of very comfort food mm-hmm. for the winter. cool Coming up, we're we'll continuing our conversation with everything about Arepas. We'll be right back. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by You. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit radiomilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 889 pride. We're back on This Bites, Milwaukee's Culinary Podcast. And Tariq, we're going to get into uh, arepas, which is another uh, piece that you did for the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine. It's called Everything to Know About Arepas. So what do we want to know about arepas? Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Well, here's an interesting little factoid. You can find some great arepas at Brookfield Square because um, this couple that owns this restaurant called Arepas Place have um, a counter in the food court at Brookfield Square, you know, alongside, yes, there are chains and things like Mm -hmm. that. But this is, um, I mean, you can actually get these great, you know, uh, Venezuelan arepas at Brookfield Square. So that's where you have to go to get these, these ones that I talk about. But before you get it, like, you want to know what they are. What
0: they are. Yeah. I know we talked about it again, but some people might not. Sure.
1: Right. Okay. So you, you have like a griddled, cooked, um, Corn cake is mm-hmm. essentially what it is. It's on a little bit on the thicker side. Like, for instance, if you've ever been to the restaurant El Salvador, which is down here uh, in kind of the Walker's Point Southside area, in, in El Salvador, they're known as pupusas. So mm. in Venezuela, they are called arepas. And um, are they are, there are they different make... versions of them. Okay. Um, but the and they're eaten differently. The way they, they, they serve them in Venezuela, um, you know, these cakes are, you know, cooked on a griddle, and they're a little on the thicker side and sort of soft. They split them open, and they put these scrumptious fillings inside. Mm. So you've got pork or chicken uh, or beef seasoned, often shredded. You'll have cheeses, avocados. You'll have sauces that you can put mm. on there. They're really, really delicious. Um, and the great thing about them, too, is that, okay, so they're, they're big. They're really ample. Really, you only need one of them. These okay. are really sizable. Like, they're like a sandwich. Um, and they're just, they're so tasty and, and, um, and a, and a great sort of, a um, alternative to, to like a typical sandwich or, you know, in, in, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of any parallels to this that other people would might think about. Um, because like a Mexican gordita isn't the same thing cause that's deep fried, yes but the premise, I guess, of having that filling in the gordita is a little bit similar. Okay. Um, uh, um, so have you if you ever had an arepa?
0: yes, I have. You have, okay. Mm-hmm. So you know exactly
1: what I'm yeah. talking about here. And they're just, I I love them, and I really love the idea of putting, you know, that that warm meat inside. The cheese starts to melt in there. You add the avocado. Um, you might have some cilantro. Uh, you might, you know, I some other kind of like crispy addition to it. So you've got sort of this warm and cold dynamic going on. Okay. Um. Which is interesting, and they also there's this really interesting like Venezuelan cheese that they use too. Is this
0: the one in the Brookfield? Yeah. Okay. Well, no,
1: I think in general that okay. in 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 this this sandwich that that's often used, but it the cheese is almost it's, it's very similar to the texture of like like uh, fresh mozzarella in that it's it's really um, kind of rubbery, but not I mean kind of spongy. It, kind of spongy, okay. a little bit. And it, and it stretches a lot. So oh, when it starts like to matcha-lata. melt, it gets really stretchy. Um, and they have something like that. What's and the they,
0: flavor profile like?
1: It's really mild. Oh, wow, it okay. doesn't have a strong flavor at all. Um, and also one of the things I really love about this, too, um, and is that, you know, again, uh, you'll think about other, other you know South American countries when you think of this, plantains. You might put plantains on them or black beans. Mm-hmm. There are other ingredients that kind of get incorporated in this. And then um, they this particular place this is very uh, uh, very traditional as well. There's a garlic cilantro sauce that you pour on top of it. Oh, that sounds really nice. So yeah, this is worth a trip out to Brookfield Square.
0: Yeah, I have not been to Brookfield Square and in, in, yeah, how long? Didn't it used to be like a Borders or
1: um, there's books. a I think there's a still a Barnes and Noble up there. Barnes and
0: Noble. I think that's the last. Uh, that's where I, I went the last time I was there. Yeah. I went to the bookstore out there. I don't know why I was out there, yeah. but I think I was driving. I can't remember why I was all the way out there, but. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know that was there. How long has it been there?
1: Um, Probably six to eight months. Okay.
0: So it's relatively.
1: Yeah, new. relatively new. Cool. And what's the name of the place again? It's a, it's called Arepa's Place.
0: Arepa's Place.
1: hmm
0: Nice. Next, um, we're going to head to uh, Southeast Asia for an event that's happening tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure if, if it's sold out or not, but as of as of uh, today, this morning, it wasn't. It is um, called Leo Lao Soul Food. Uh, it's Sapsap, known for their monthly pho and racine. Um, really good pho. Was there last month, actually, fantastic pho. Feed you. I, I get full. I have to take it. You bring uh, you bring the go containers with you, because uh, they they feed you other things. Then the pho comes. You're like, dude, I'm already full. <laughs> So you have this next door. and the fog comes like this huge, like it's a big bowl,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but uh, so kick off the new year, Sapsaps collaborating with Tori Miller from Madison with the collaboration of Laotian food and Korean food. And um, the menu includes uh, Sapsaps, uh, I consider world famous jerky, it's lemongrass beef jerky, it's just freaking addictive. Um, and it comes with sticky rice, Thai chili, galangal, and lime dipping sauce. And he has uh, Alex from Sapsap, the founder of Sapsap, has a hot sauce. I think he's going to start selling, which I have a bottle, which is fantastic. But it is not for people who don't like spice. Let's uh-huh. put it that way. But the flavor of that sauce, like you can just—have you, you ever had really spicy food that tastes good and you like you keep eating it? Like, why am I keep eating it? even though it's really hot? Have yes, had that but that's a
1: rare experience because yeah. typically it's something's really, really hot and it doesn't have enough flavor.
0: This has a lot of great flavor, uh-huh. but it's really, really hot. And it's that type of food you're just like, why am I doing this? This is burning myself. Why am I keep eating it? Like you keep eating it knowing that it's hurting, mm-hmm. but it tastes so good. Or as I say, it hurts so good. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so that's the hot sauce. And also it's gochujang glazed pork spare ribs. It's on the menu. Then it's a the New York strip bulgogi. Lettuce wrap with samjong, which is like that soybean kind of paste with garlic, Mm -hmm. and and then finally there's a kimchi jjigae with pork belly and uh, soft tofu is the menu.
1: So let me ask you this: because Sapsap is known for the beef jerky that you Mm. talked about, is it is he does he have that? Does he make it wholesale and offer it at any stores or anything? At least that I don't
0: know of. It's the only way you see him. He has it, and it's just and it's not like the jerky you think where you like. Drawing at it, it's mm-hmm. very. It's
1: not really chewy, like it's
0: chewy, but you can bite it and eat it without like 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 chewing gum. Yeah, so yeah. it
1: isn't like you're gonna take off no. your your molar. Texture's or great.
0: Yeah, it's 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 little not what you expect from a jerky. Yeah, it's prepared like a jerky, but it's very tender. Almost yeah. like it's really really tasty. Again, that's uh, tomorrow on Racine at the Branch 1501. We'll post links to that. You can call reservations on a, it's on Sapsap's Facebook page. Next, we got a couple of interesting things that are planned for Milwaukee. Looks very promising. Um, I'm going to kick off with this interesting thing called the Milwaukee Food Tech Incubator. Um, it's uh, looks like a, a vacant building parking lot near northwest corner of West Wells and North Twenty Seventh Street could be the potential location for this Milwaukee Food Tech Incubator, which is being proposed by this nonprofit called Planet to Plates, which is based in New York. Apparently they did a nationwide search yeah. to do this project and they came, they decided on Milwaukee as a, as this um, possible location for this food tech incubator. And you're asking yourself, what is this food tech incubator? Good question. Well, it looks like it's going to be, uh, the space is about 23,000 square feet and it looks like they plan to be a home to a commercial kitchen. Retail operations such as a small market and cafe on the second floor uh, will be office for this nonprofit planet to plate and various operators in the commercial and real estate spaces below the commercial kitchen will process and package produce grown on site. So it'll be an urban farm there Mm -hmm. um, and serve as a commissary kitchen for up to 15 local food trucks. Uh, There will also be a uh, over a 4,000 square foot greenhouse which would grow things such as greens and mushrooms and that kind of thing. Um, Planet to Plate also plans to add educational programs and events into the commercial operation, and they plan to target ages 13 to 18 by partnering with a local nonprofit. I'm not sure what local nonprofit. I was on their Twitter, this Planet to Plate, and then... They've been looking at Milwaukee for a while. Are, there's videos on their Twitter mm-hmm. interviewing Karen Bell and, yeah. and Jarvis.
1: Jarvis Williams. Jarvis Williams. Chef
0: in town. Um, So it's very interesting. The project's estimated to cost $2.2 million. Um, the building looks to be uh, owned by uh, the same guy who owns Ambassador Hotel. Um, so it's a very interesting project. I don't know what the food tech incubator is about. They want to bring tech into the space, so I don't know what that entails not much and this is a story that was in um, was it urban Milwaukee? Yeah, urban yeah no biz times
1: oh sorry biztimes.com
0: so there's no date on this when they planned to do this I'm not sure but looks very promising Uh, next uh, another really interesting project coming to Sherman Park I love this because we we talked about this like mocktails and sober bar Mm -hmm. like the sober bar trend is like taking over the nation but it really hasn't there's mocktails, but the concept of a sober bar hasn't really taken on in, in, in a city like Milwaukee, and I can think of reasons why.
1: Right. <laughs> but yeah.
0: um, but Sherman Parks is trying to uh, uh, offer that sober bar along with a pizzeria. Uh, there's a person um, by the name of, what was her name?
1: Her name is...
0: Dawn Don Terpensee. Yes. Turnip seed. Uh, turnip seed. Uh, she's proposing to buy this 7,300-square-foot uh, uh, city-owned building for this cafe, pizzeria, sober bar. Um, the, a quote in the article in Irma Ir- Ir- Milwaukee, the project is really is to really bring a community-based restaurant for uh, that neighborhood, Sherman Park. It's kind of needed a really family-oriented spot. And that's we said to the um, Common Council Zoning Board uh, Committee. Uh, The first floor of this proposed building would house uh, Ardell's name. The cafe would sell wood-fired pizzas, coffee, and mocktails, which, of course, are non-alcoholic versions of some of your favorite cocktails. Mm -hmm. And uh, they also will have events, open mic nights, ladies' nights. Their rescheduled stage nights will include karaoke, I know your favorite, poetry, (laughs) guest DJs, bands, uh, and performers. Yeah. So this is going to potentially happen in Sherman Park. Um, Don't know when.
1: I don't know, but it's a great idea. The
0: plan was approved back in December. So don't know when it will take shape.
1: I think you're going to see more of the sober trend uh, coming here. Even, Even, you know... The fact that Milwaukee is so focused on alcohol just, and, yeah. and drinking is so big here. Well, that means that it, it there's absolutely room for it because nobody really is doing this sober
0: thing. Here's a question because I know big cities are doing this, which I'm like, why? I'm, I don't want to do, like, some of these sober bars are charging about the same amount.
1: For the for the mocktails? Yeah, for yeah. regular
0: cocktails. Yeah. I don't think that's, because most of the costs, they drag up the cost is in the actual alcohol. Yeah. Right? Not You'd so, think,
1: unless there's, they're using some. Why would some you pay really, ten, twelve
0: dollars for a mocktail? I don't know. Uh, would I you? mean, you'd
1: have to wonder what they're putting in it. I guess it would just depend on what it is. Would I you? Mean, if, well, I well, well, I, I don't know. I can't say for sure if I would or wouldn't. If we're just talking like club soda with a splash of cranberry and a <laughs> no, lime, like, no, know, like no like I real, wouldn't like, do that. But
0: like, 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 imagine they did a margarita mocktail. Yeah. Would you pay about the same price?
1: Well, how much is a margarita? Seven bucks.
0: Depends where you go. Depends on the rate, the, the quality of the tequila that je- changed the price.
1: I though. might spend seven bucks on it if it had some really like great fresh squeezed fruit in it and some really interesting other mm-hmm. ingredient. I don't know. If we're talking fifteen bucks, no. <laughs> I mean that's I mean that's what yeah. you know, you see some I see that know, in New York cocktail. and Chicago. Yeah, There's yeah. several
0: bars popping up and they're charging out the I same think amount, that's amount. too much. Same amount of price as a other same type of cocktail yeah. with the booze in it. So I figure I'm paying for the premium booze, in it. That's what they're that's what they're charging me on. But I don't know. I mean, I like diet mocktails, but I'm not. I don't want to pay cocktail prices for mocktails.
1: I have I a hard time paying. I I have a hard time does. paying. Yeah.
0: Cocktail prices for cocktail. Well, prices, yeah,
1: yeah, you know. absolutely, absolutely.
0: Because now when I get older, I think of like, okay, how much is in a bottle of this premium tequila? What that costs, and on the value like. But do you see in 2020 that it's going to take off in Milwaukee?
1: Um, I mean, yeah. see places I mean, I to think... have
0: it, but, like, will you think Milwaukee will ever have a dedicated mocktail sober bar?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah? I do think it'll happen.
0: Like a real, like, bartenders really crafting stuff, working bitter sure. cubes.
1: Well, can you, can you have bitters in a mocktail? I don't know. I mean, that's a— I, mean, I don't them. know like, if technically— like, You put two you, drops— See that's the thing. I mean,
0: you gotta have bitters in there. Yeah. But anyway, it's a cool thing that's pro- hopefully happens in Sherman Park, sober bar. Um, Sherman Park's is a it's a happening place. Sherman Phoenix. I know they did that, that uh, uh, restaurant incubator, Upstart Kitchen, um, in Sherman Phoenix, and potentially this. Right. So a lot of interesting yeah, things popping up in that neighborhood.
1: All uh, uh, good energy over there.
0: Cool. Well, that wraps up this week's edition of This Bites. This bite's produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the license lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at radiomilwaukee.org/slash this bites on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And always, and as always, and stay hungry.
1: And keep the Malort cold. I guess Malort would never I mean, could you imagine non-alcoholic Malort?
0: I don't, the funny thing when you drink it, I don't taste alcohol. (laughs)
1: Might
0: as well be now. I don't don't think people drink it for the alcohol.